Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, and welcome back to episode 22 and the start of series three of Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Uh, And Happy New Year, because we're starting this in January 2019. So today we wanted to um, sort of reiterate why we started this podcast and what this podcast is about. Perhaps we've got some new listeners uh, starting up, uh, and so we just wanted to sort of set out how the podcast works uh, and then talk a little bit about dry January, talk a little bit about uh, sobriety toolkit um, and a little bit what we've got coming up. So as always with the podcast, we start by sort of saying hello to each other. So hi, Kate, how are you? Hi, Mandy. I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little bit silly today, but I wasn't <laughs> earlier. We've already tried to record this, haven't we? And um, so this is our second take. Um, yeah. I think we were a bit hangry before, to be honest. We were hangry and I was a bit hormonal, so we've sort of had a word with ourselves <laughs> and come back. And, um, but yeah, so now I'm stu- I'm being silly. But no, I'm all right, actually. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. The weather is extremely grey. Um, so my um, tip of the day, even though that's at the end of the podcast, would be to get a sun lamp because I've just plugged it in and it's mm. powering... Uh, some sun, fake sun in my face, and I feel a little bit better. But yeah, the the grey, it's I can't even see the sea. I know that's a <laughs> that's what oh, problem. Poor you, <laughs> oh, it must be dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. We were talking about that, weren't we? Like yesterday here, the the grey. I think I used a lot of physical um, metaphors or something because I was saying that I remember saying that it was this kind of grey. And it sort of bled all the happiness out of my life. <laughs> that was really dramatic, but it is that sort of colourless sort of thing. And I think that, that does relate to the podcast today, doesn't it? Because we are going to look at a bit about how to look after ourselves in January and, yeah, and all of those wellness things. So Yeah, yeah it, feels like a, it feels like a blanket has just like landed on top of my life. It's a bit like, oh. But not in a good way. No, not in a fluffy, clean sheet duvet way. Okay, so uh, before we start on our topic, so just uh, what the Love Sober podcast is. So we started this podcast last year in May, I believe it is. Um, And we wanted to uh, open up the conversation about um, life, uh, mental health, parenting, um, wellness, and look at that from uh, the newly perspective of uh, being sober and um, and how our lives have improved in many areas uh, since we decided to stop drinking. Um, I think we talked about this before, but I think um, there was a tendency in the past, definitely the conversation is changing now, to look at sobriety uh, as the last option um you know you've tried everything else and you have to give up drinking and it's it was a very negative thing and uh, very much a last resort um and you know it doesn't have to be like that and 
what we hope is that through listening to this, maybe people can take those steps um, before everything gets, um, you know, so hard, uh, before it is um, the only option left um, to make a choice, to make a positive life choice to give up drinking. Um, You know, I think people stop drinking for many reasons these days, and we need to talk about that more. for me, it comes very much from a mental health point of view. Um, yes, I had a, a period of extremely problematic drinking, but I also had a period of what they might say is moderate drinking. Um, but what I n- knew after having time sober was that my mental health degraded progressively when I started drinking alcohol again. And because it was uh progressive and uh, i barely noticed and if i hadn't have had a year sober maybe i wouldn't have known um how positive uh drinking uh, stopping drinking had been from for my mental health uh, so that's very much from my perspective um you know people are making the choice to stop drinking purely for a health choice a lifestyle choice um if you're looking at these wonderful new restaurants popping up with with vegan food, with home cooked, you know, looking at uh, slow, you, you're very much into sort of seasonal cooking, aren't you, Kate? And, and looking at how we how we eat, mm. um, all of that and what you put in your body. You know, people are waking up that perhaps alcohol isn't uh, the best thing. The best thing, so, yeah, you know, Yeah, we wanted to talk about it um, in a broad sense, not, you know, not just because... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, um, there are massive problems with uh, addiction to alcohol and it is an addictive substance. um, And that's an extremely important conversation, too, and getting rid of the shame around um, addiction. Um, But, you know, it's it's anyone could feel better from stopping drinking. And that's Mm -hmm. what I wholeheartedly uh, believe so, yeah, yeah I think that's really important isn't it that um uh, I that we we sort of come at it from uh there's the sort of traditional recovery kind of conversation um from having alcohol problems whatever wherever you are on that that addiction spectrum and we've sort of talked about gray area drinking before and um jo- what Jolene Parks uh coined as gray area drinking and and i think that really opened up that conversation to so many people because they were like oh yeah okay i can identify with it because it's not entirely unproblematic for most people Mm. i'd say i I don't know really anyone who's not had a really bad hangover i mean that's problem isn't it it's problem physically but i think from going from those yeah stigmas and black and white sort of thinking to opening that up and saying, yeah, it could just be a lifestyle choice. And it's really nice, actually, that that conversation's opening up. I've really noticed it over the last couple of years, especially. So, yeah, cheers to that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, if you if this is the first time you're listening, um, each episode we spend quite a lot of time doing the notes afterwards. So you'll find links to everything that we talk about. Um, we try to look at a different topic each episode. So perhaps if you're um, going on holiday for the first time sober, we've talked about that. If it's the changing season, if it's summer holidays with the kids, um, if you, you're you looking at the language of, uh, of what you want to call yourself, um, 
all the episodes that we've done um kind of look at different different topics mm. uh what i would say i mean is that i think it's quite interesting to listen from the beginning because it kind of shows our progression through our own journeys in sobriety um as well so um mm. use the tool as as an uh, as you like also we um We'll be continuing this year with having some real life uh, sober heroes um, from the community giving their story and also some kind of inspirational uh, speakers that we'll be having conversation with too. So today's topic uh, is uh, dry January. Yeah, <laughs> has to be. We have to give a nod to dry January, don't we? And um, and, a, and a hallelujah that Christmas is over <laughs> for many of us. And uh, we did talk a little bit about that, didn't we? <laughs> Are we going to touch on that briefly or wash over um, Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much to say about Christmas. It wasn't the best one no. for me. I, I had really bad flu. Um you know, that's, I think it's just life. I mean, sometimes mm. it's, it's a great, it's a high moment. Sometimes mm. it's not. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's uh, the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I, and I sort of said, I said, that's my sixth Christmas that I, that has been alcohol free. Um, and it was the most difficult one since the first one. So again, I, I think if it was your first one, I'd just a massive shout out. And if you're like, oh my God, it was hideous, it does get easier. But then you might get a wild card as well. It's a bit like yeah. when you're in labour and you get a, one a mother of all contractions after a couple of easy ones. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. But then it's sober growth, it, you know, it's muscle yeah. build again. So hopefully the next yeah, one will I mean, be easier so i mean you get situations you know where frustratingly like alcohol can still affect your life even if you don't drink and i you know we i think we'll talk about that mm. in in a future episode um and i mean throughout all uh, like all i can say is that you know sobriety is 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 was will always be my anchor and it was just like well at least i didn't drink and yeah. at least i'm sober and at least i don't you know, even though I was I was very ill uh, with flu, um, yeah, I mean, I was still very grateful I didn't drink. I didn't yeah, want to sure. drink. I just hated being around people that were drinking, mm -hmm. and I I just it rem reminded me how um, selfish um, drinkers can be, and how the world re revolves around. Mm -hmm you know drinking yeah and i i think that's i mean again one of those those things isn't it that we talk about what what actually happens to your brain i suppose that mm -hmm. and you don't know it when you when you're doing it and i know certainly i i did it was like with that, that whole cross conversation about why is moderation so difficult and it's like well after a couple of drinks it numbs your frontal cortex and changes your decision making processes entirely yeah, and then you can really see that when you're sober and I think that can be really tricky that people just get into themselves and be insular and then that's before the repeating yourself sort of stage but it, it does change the whole vibe and I know I think when it's such an institutionalized kind of like this is totally acceptable on a mass scale that's when you can feel really out of step again and it can feel quite upsetting I think um, yeah anyway let's move passes. on to January though yeah, exactly. it passes it's so. gone it's gone yeah. and <laughs> if, if you're doing dry January congratulations and well done for doing something you know and starting out 
really positively doing something for you and welcome if you're tuning in for the first time because of deciding to be sober curious and, and look at dry january so. yeah so i think we wanted to talk about um well a few things i guess strategies or a few things to sort of think about um through dry, dry january um the first one being is your why um i think um i did dry january many 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 times um most of the time i, I did it successfully uh, a couple of years i i definitely didn't um i never wrote down why i was doing it um it was just i always felt like it was just a challenge um to to see whether i could or not um now challenges they they can be achieved uh if you're not in active addiction um but they also are using willpower mostly um and the the thing that happens at the end of dry january is that uh you might sort of go oh, okay i don't i don't have a problem um and then go back to how you were before so i guess it's um the main thing yeah it's just sort of why 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 are you curious about this why uh not can you do it or can or can't you do it but why do you want to see and um what do you want to learn about yourself and how does it feel uh i think is the key thing mm. you know um how does it feel to to cope with different situations without alcohol and do you do you feel like you're missing um you know a pinnacle point in your your strategies to manage situations i think that's the the key thing for me which is um how i identified that i had a problematic relationship with alcohol is that i i went to it for certain different situations so perhaps stress or um social anxiety um celebration connection uh, being shy uh, wanting people to like me those were all reasons why i used alcohol um as a kind of yeah social lubricant or a stress management tool um or um to deal with situations mm. um and if you're using something to deal with situations then that is the definition of uh problem use mm. um, yeah i think like you say it's it i the the sort of negative associations i suppose i have with dry january is that you know we've talked before about after christmas this kind of binge and then you go through to this purge kind of thing and in one way it's great you know there's a there's a new year there's a there's that feeling of kind of okay clean slate let's you know start positively but i think if you're not careful it can very just all it can do is transpose this onto that binge purge behavior it fits with that model so after you've purged for a for a month if you haven't reflected and kind of learned then you can just go headlong into binge again and so there is a, that, that sort of danger with it so I, I do think that that reflecting and just being mindful of that because I worry about people that that's the only thing I think it's great for people who are already sober 
because mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh suddenly everyone's talking about it you feel really supported and you feel like a winner but if mm-hmm. you're just starting to do that there's a slight risk of that that almighty binge at the end of January and then that's dangerous so I, I do worry for people just don't just don't do it don't kind of run headlong into a vat of wine or yeah, you know go that... bonkers at the end because that is actually dangerous yeah because I, I think well I think if, if you put it into another model of like going on a you know a, a diet an extreme sort of diet um it's putting that you know that thing is a really really I mean highly valued yeah yeah because you know this might be confusing if you're like but yeah but you're taking out alcohol like so so you know of course I'm gonna miss it because it's like um yes in in a sense you need to replace that and you need to look at modeling uh your behavior and look at what you do to fill the space that alcohol was um in a positive way so it's not like you're just um you know um what's the word um not allowing yourself to do something Mm. that you want to do depriving yeah you're depriving thank you you're making a choice to find other things to do in its place Mm. so yeah if you look at these things like you know self stress management um fun release celebration you know Mm. what else can you do yeah and this where um, it comes to kind of having a toolkit that's what we talk about um so what can you do instead so it doesn't feel like a loss um and you know this is not easy stuff this is making lists and thinking and and building this toolkit to um look after yourself Mm. um you know for me really early on it was um looking after myself in a physical sense you know to to manage stress so literally you know having a bath um moisturizing sort of um those sort of things in a in a physical sense um to de-stress because mm. i you know i was a mummy drinker you know i was i was sort of knocking um the stress out at the end of the day um of having young kids and mm. and working and and all those things so today we wanted to talk uh, mm. about physical activity as part of the toolkit, didn't we? Yeah. Um, you brought this to my attention. So, so yeah, it's. Um, I was going to go back to a point you just made, but I'll talk about this first. Um, sure. It's uh, Red January, which is a mind, uh, mind.org, the, the mental health charity, have um, set up this thing called Red uh, January, which is exercise initiatives to help mental health. And, um, you know, we all know that we should do exercise, but I I think it it gets talked about quite a lot on sober forums because people need that stress release and people need things to fill their time and people need the uh, ways of distraction in the early days. And then you realise that actually all of this has a massively beneficial effect on on your mental health. And I I kind of don't know one person who's just said, oh, actually, I exercised and I felt worse. You know, it just doesn't happen, does it? So, you know, I think that that's really great. So if you if you're into it and you want a bit of extra support, you could do something for charity. You can link with with mind. Um, The other thing I was going to go back to with the dry January, though, is the sort of balance to that as well, because that's what goes into kind of almost like New Year's resolutions, boot camp, all that kind of extreme changes. And, you know, the 
January is that time that it's dark, we're kind of waking up again, you know, we're sluggish and it is quite a good time to chill back and have lots of duvet days and hot chocolate and films, you know, and opt out and not go rushing about like a mentalist. Um, and yeah, so there's, so there's that kind of self-care aspect of it, isn't there? So, um, yeah, yeah you know, I think that's... Yeah we've touched on this before but I think it's important to to go back to this is um something that really really helped me understand um what happened uh you know the backgrounds that I I I gave up drinking for a year you know I just said it there didn't I I gave up drinking for a year mm. and then I went back to it um and I couldn't understand I can't I couldn't understand for a very long time what happened and why I went back uh, to drinking because I was so convinced within that year that I changed my life um, but what I realized was I'd set a goal and I'd set myself um, a task to complete you know that was my initial goal was if I you know I want to do a year if I can do a year and even through that year was changing and I was so positive and you know life was so much better and my mental health was so much better subconsciously that goal was one year um and Gretchen Rubin who is a happiness psychologist um who wrote lots of books and she has a podcast called the happier podcast um she was asked about this about habits uh, and it's really really fascinating so for one thing, there will be people that will, we're not all the same in the way that we react to these things. So you will have some friends like we've got, you'll have some friends that will give up drinking, they'll make the decision and that's it. And they'll never drink again. Mm. You know, that's just, that's the way that their, their mind body work. You'll have other people that will have to test the theory. Mm. You'll have some people that react really well to um, resolutions um, and you'll have other people that rebel against them. Mm. Uh, and so she she came up with a four tendency um, model. So there's the upholder who meets outer expectations and meets inner expectations. She calls herself uh, an upholder. So she fills her needs, her inner needs, and she also fills her exterior needs that she has with other people in the outside world. Um, you have the obliger. So the obliger meets out, outer expectations. So very mm. good at looking after people and being on time for deadlines, etc. Um, but resists inner expectations. Mm. So it's not very good at looking after their own self-care. Mm. That's self that typical people pleaser type model. I was going to say, that one's me. <laughs> um, uh, she, there's a test that you can do online. So um then there's the rebel, uh, resists outer expectations and risks inner expectations. So someone like that is never going to work to to put them into a framework of kind of any challenge or anything like that. Um, mm. They need to rebel. And there's those sober rebels. It's the only way that it's worked for them is to, to look at that they are going against the mold, actually, by being sober. That's what I like to think I am. <laughs> so it's interesting because those people will probably not do dry January, I'd imagine. They'd mm. go, no way, the whole herd. It's like me, um, even when I was a drinker, I used to often not drink on New Year's Eve because every other bugger was doing it. 
And I've just yeah. been like, no, I might be pissed every other night. I don't know why I'm <laughs> laughing. I wasn't every single night, but, you know, but I wasn't going to do it on that night. Yeah. And that's like, that's typical rebellious behaviour, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. And so then questioners uh, who resist outer expectations, uh, but meet inner expectations. So they, you know, they look after uh, what's inside, but they're, they're not necessarily going to go with the herd. Um on the outside and so if once you kind of understand how you react to things and how you react to changes in habits um then you can look at strategies that work for you um, like and that. so that's, you know absolutely fascinating if you know mm-hmm. because what tends to happen when you start out especially well just generally in life is you compare it's like yeah. why can they do that and i can't why can they moderate and I can't? Why mm. can they give up and never drink again and I can't? And, you know, there's that that whole thing. And um, so that's why we, we sort of talk about being reflective in this yeah. period of January to go, right, gosh, well, if I'm <laughs> going to do this, like, yeah. who am I? Well, this reminds how- me of, yeah. of our earlier conversations about self-care and about the fact that people just often ask me, like, you know, I hear it a lot about, well, what is self-care? And it's you know, I, I come to understand it is essentially a dialogue with yourself about what you need. So it's bespoke. It's a bespoke yeah. part and it means a reflection and an inquiry and a conversation with yourself. And again, with this, with all these sober strategies, it's like it involves you knowing how you tick. It involves a level of awareness about what's going to be the right support and little tools and little tricks that is going to help you. And and like you said, your why, you know, why, why is it? I, I think that's really good because you assume that everyone is the same, don't you, at a certain level mm-hmm. and then at certain times of your life. and then, But actually you can have a million different whys and it could be something like, I just don't want to do the same as everyone else. Brilliant. Let's find a way you can be the rebel then, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's a great question to ask. Yeah, and, you know, and I think... Um, the other thing to remember is what we said is because um, you chose slow grow as your word mm. of the year. Um, I think it's like there's this tendency in January to think that, you know, everything has to change straight away. You know, that everything will be resolved and, you know, this this whole kind of catalyst of, of change, which is amazing. But, you know, in realistic terms, you've still got like, you know, a kid that's going to be sick in the middle of the night and you're going to be tired the next day or, mm. you know, some something's going to happen or you've got work or, you know, I mean, life, it, life happens. Um, so, yeah, just go slow, you know, and all this process is, this is, why it's exciting because you've got the rest of your life with all this time to Mm. explore you know explore what you like explore what you want um and understand yourself better I think that that the um the slow grow thing that you you said about um there was a real tendency with me and I think that I see this quite a lot in other people who've used alcohol uh there's this impatience this want quick fix because we get used to a quick fix that has a sting in its tail obviously but it's like right rather than do the internal work of like actually how am I feeling about that and how do I sit with that uncomfortable feeling and then how do I resolve that uncomfortable feeling it's like well I just had glass of wine and it and I think part of the reason why I chose the word slow grow is this kind of 
although I've got strategies with alcohol, I saw this still translating in my life about how impatient I am. It's like, why haven't I got that book out yet? Why am I not there? Why haven't I, you know, decorated the hallway yet? Why aren't I? And I'm such a kind of, you know, my inner meanie is always tapping her watch and just going, well, come on then, chop, chop, come on then, put your shoes on. We haven't got mm -hmm. all day. And, um, and I realised I do that a lot and harry myself and um, hurry and harry myself. And um, yeah, so this this slow grow came from an idea of of this idea of seed wishes, which is a different way of, of kind of goal setting and resolution, if you like. So rather than a hard kind of, OK, this is my New Year's resolution, I'm going to stick to it. And this is going to be this really hard thing. It's to set a positively stated intention and then allow the prevailing winds and sunshine and rain to help you grow and blossom into that so you could be you know I am enough I am peaceful I have a happy home I have a beautiful relationship or something um and that, that you can just sort of slowly slowly through self-care and time and good practice you can manifest that and you can help that grow and um yeah, I don't know why. I, I felt a bit funny when I came up with it. People were coming up with these really cool, powerful words. And I said, slow grow. And it reminded me of a little snail. And I was like, oh, that's not very glamorous, is it? But the more it's I've sat with it, the more I've become really attached to it. And it means a lot to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I process. think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it, I think it is that. And that, you know, we've seen over the last year so much kind of, transferable um strategies from mental health to sobriety you know and basically wellness is it's the yeah. same thing um yeah if it's a mental health conversation if it's a wellness conversation then it's a sober conversation as far as i'm concerned so it keeps coming up time and time doesn't it that crossover yeah, and i think yeah. that you know that thing of of mindfulness and, and you know taking one day at a time and you know um minimizing stress and maximizing gratitude um all those things uh, is a process a day-by-day -day process mm -hmm. uh, and that's what keeps you you not drinking you know that's what keeps you mm. uh resetting those um intentions yeah because you're you're taking it bite by bite you know yeah and that's that um quote that i love that i was talking about earlier that was um the the secret of your future success is hidden in your daily routine or something mm. and it so is like that's been my one of my biggest biggest learnings of last of say the last 18 months of just I was I'm always about the big ideas and the big this and this this and this and I I get quite a rise out of um but I didn't have the tools to kind of get anywhere with anything and just mm -hmm. by literally that pacing and those little routines it's like I can't imp I was like why didn't anyone tell me about this <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like we should know this stuff um, but you know things like in setting an intention in the morning and then just reflecting at night yeah lying down like I lie down now in the middle of the day I don't you know if I haven't got time to get to a yoga class I've got my yoga mat there um I'll just go and lie down for five minutes and do a bit of breathing and it resets you mm. know and it's just it's not a great massive thing but it's a really 
it's quite a big change for me from sprinting yeah. through to the end of the day and collapsing with a glass of wine, you know. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you were telling me before we move on to what we've got, um, <laughs> the irony. So our big plans for this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't mention in our hibernation phase, because, you know, it's okay to not be like running uh, all day, every day, because it's pretty rainy and cold out there. So we'll get mm. to that. Um you yeah, know, by April, May time. That's my target anyway. Um, <laughs> but whilst I'm hibernating, you told me about, uh, what's the name of it? Fika? Fika, um, which is a Scandinavian art. It's like Huga, which was the, the Nordic art of um, happiness and well-being with, you know, the candles and the cosy and the fire and the getting together. And Fika is the Swedish, I believe, art <laughs> I so love the fact that they call it an art form I guess it is really um of making time for coffee and cake and friends and I really love that I just and and before um uh, I would have probably thought that uh, I wouldn't have really got it but mm. especially now that I work I work at home on my own those connections and those meeting people for coffee and those that re I really do notice that and also um you know the science of happiness stuff about the fact that we are supremely pro-social beings and we need to connect with other people um and those markers for longevity so it's your your slightly wider community are the biggest indicators of health post sort of 80 years old um so, you know, it isn't a load of fluff and nonsense and, an, and a lifestyle trend and an excuse to fuck about and not do anything. It's like these things really do matter. And especially if you're doing something like dry January, if you're newly sober or if you're, you know, oldly sober. Um, but especially in the, the early days, that really um, making sure you get your connections like that you know you can go out with friends for a cup of hot chocolate you can huddle you can you can make it nice anyway mm. um so you know don't be a stranger <laughs> um well so yeah that's fika mm. I like that. okay so before we finish up with uh we always finish with a tip of the day and the reason to love sober uh, we do have um some exciting ideas for this year um i will be at the uh club soda festival uh this weekend so that's the 12th of january um speaking with uh claire pooley and sober fish and sober punks he's just one punk but i gave him a plural um, <laughs> mr sober punk um about sharing stories um and you'll be at the soberistas event mm -hmm. the soberistas workshop um we're planning a couple of workshops ourselves um i really i feel quite passionate about um the importance of well, i guess it's like finding hobbies again for me that was a real struggle because i didn't do anything other than socialize and and party from the age of sort of 15 onwards really so it's been a massive discovery discovery for me about what you know finding those things again and, and part of that is like love of art and creativity and writing and things like that so um 
we've been working on the idea of doing a couple of creative workshops so we'll do some coaching activities and then invite uh, an artist or um, a creative to work with the group um we'd like to look at identity this year look at um you know your emerging sober self and and who that is and and uh, who you want that to be so that's exciting so hopefully that'll be in brighton uh one in mm. around may time and one around october but um we have been working on the site haven't we so i say yeah. we I, I haven't done much <laughs> at all but yeah. you and your my long suffering husband and yeah. i've been i've been shushing um, on the site yeah, yeah so- we're, we're going to commit to a monthly newsletter. So anything that um, if you sign up on the site, anything that we're planning will be uh, on the newsletter. Yeah. And that'll come out once a month. Did you say that? So we won't bombard. There's a pop up form on there. and like love them or hate them kind of thing. I hope it's not too annoying. But if you sign up, um, we won't bombard you all the time. You're not going to get notified every time a blog comes up. Um, it's set up slightly differently. So you will just receive once a month um the newsletter unless something hugely significant reminder sort of thing so it it won't be you know a million sort of annoying emails but um yeah we thought we'd trial it it'd be quite nice to keep in touch that way and we are planning a few things so um have a look around the site and um and also you can contact us there we love hearing from people so if you want to drop us a line about anything you want to talk about that's also do get in touch um we've had a couple of people um email in some ideas uh, and that's really it's really helpful actually mm. um in terms of steering the conversation you know and thinking about what are, what other people might want to talk about what things are coming up um yeah. what else is there there's oh there's my 30 day uh, it's a sober kickstart program which started off with me um, writing a, a daily email sort of response to some uh, coaching clients so to just help with extra tools tips resources um, anything that I'd stumbled across and um, people are finding it very helpful so I've, I'm going to put it on the site as a standalone that you can just sort of download you can 30 pounds for 30 days and you can sign up for it it's not quite there yet because my long suffering husband is trying to sort out the mechanism. So as soon as it is, um, I'll let you know if you, if you want some extra support after dry January is over, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime really. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, we've got some exciting potential guests to come on as a uh, inspirational um, podcast episodes. We've got some good sobro and so she, she wrote. Heroes, yeah, <laughs> heroes. So real life sober stories, um, and maybe some something else, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More, it will all be revealed, yeah. or not? Um, yeah, when we know. <laughs> so. Um, so, what's your tip of the day? I know you've got one. Uh, so yeah, I'll let yeah. you go. For so my tip of the day was in terms of visualising and goals and your seed wishes and something that can be quite fun. Um, I, I really like is Pinterest and doing Pinterest boards. And um, I did this a couple of years ago and it was um, it was things like I wanted to have my hair a certain way. Like I really wanted to grow it and I wanted to go to 
Florence and do some of the art in Florence and I can't remember what else it was but it was really fun and it and it was just really creative and um pictures speak a thousand words etc and what was really nice is later on in the year I'd totally forgotten about it and I looked back and I'd done lots of those things and it's just lovely seeing it visually so that can be quite mm. fun yeah Claire Pauly talks about that I think in her book that she had a, a vision she always does a vision board yeah. um I'm, about sorry. what she you know what she what she wants to happen I've never done one but yeah it'd be, yeah why not mm. I can certainly think of some things to put on them um yeah for me um oh, well, I talked about it at the beginning but um I wrote a blog you know about five years ago now uh really really early on when I was really struggling um about you know why why I, I wanted to stop drinking um and it's a it's not you know a nice read um but it's a good read and I do read it every once in a while because it just helps me remember really mm. uh, and so I think writing down your why or writing down just writing um is mm. is a really 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 powerful tool um and it really helps to kind of keep you connected to yeah and you know why you're curious why are you sober curious you know mm yeah um, and it is isn't that it's because we, we were sort of saying before about you know I feel very very passionately and we were talking about sober identities I'll try not to go on but um one thing for me was it was really important to me that this was a massively positive choice despite the fact that alcohol was becoming a real problem in my life and my mental health making me feel worse than anyone else luckily it wasn't impacting on other people at that point um but it was to remember the shadow, to remember the, the, the dark side of it, because we're still at that point where it's so acceptable that you probably will have a shadow. You'll have a push factor. You will have mm -hmm. you'll have those reasons. And, uh, and the lovely thing about sobriety is as you go along, they, that fades. You get the fade effect bias. And those are really good reminders, like to be able to touch stone. OK, it. I feel great now. I know that if I drink, I'll feel really 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 shit you know really like doesn't bear thinking about um you know but sometimes you need to to go and revisit and remind yourself don't you so mm. yeah so your reason to love sober sober um i can't remember you go because i had uh, one earlier but i've forgotten it <laughs> the clarity my, in the memory no go on yeah. <laughs> um, well mine is that um recently this is a, a recent reason to love sober but my social life has massively improved <laughs> um which is which is great and i just i feel really excited about um new restaurants that have got dry bars and you know kind of really good food and yeah, things to do and 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 just friends, you know, and just knowing loads more. Just there being so many more people mm. choosing to be sober, you know, it's just like you're really not alone. Um, it might take a bit of of stepping out of your original. I mean, I didn't know any of these people like a year ago. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but you can build a. You can keep. I mean, you know, I'm still friends with all my friends that drink. 
but I just have another social group now, which is, I don't need to see them all the time, but it's really nice to be like, oh, I'm in London, you know, let's go yeah. out, like actually mm. go out rather than yeah. just... You know, and meet each other's blogs. <laughs> I yeah. might even put, I might even put heels on again. No, I thought my life in heels was was <laughs> it was done and dusted. Well, I might yeah. not go that far. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and you, have you thought of amazing. one yet? Yeah, I remember what it was, but um, it was quite a long-winded one. But it was um, <laughs> that sort of feeling that I've kind of found my way home. Ah, yes. a bit of spirituality you know something that I was interested in as a kid that all got a bit warped as a teenager um and not very healthy and but um yeah just I just have a feeling of of um of kind of peace I suppose and and like I like as I said I do quite a lot of yoga I know a bit about different religions spirituality and I, I suppose I just, I, I feel kind of pretty connected up and, I don't know, quite spiritual. And um, it's really beautiful because I've turned my back on that for a long, 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 long time and really missed it. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of a joy to me. I, f I feel really, yeah. And I think that, all you know, we talked about all walks and nature walks. You know, I don't go to church uh, you know, I it doesn't look like an organised religion, my kind of spirituality. But I'm I'm getting a lot from, I suppose, yeah, from yoga, from from Instagram as well, from connecting with other people who are quite openly sort of into that as well. Yeah. And and or, yeah, yeah, I love so I really love the great. word. Or. It's just yeah, and wonder and wonderment. It's like yeah. I I genuinely like I look at the sky is beautiful blue and. It gives me a, a a lift, and I and I feel I feel like something kinesthetic with it. I I feel plugged into my life, and that's a very kind of spiritual feeling for me. Maybe mm -hmm. to be present, aware, and uh, so yeah, I, I feel really and and sobriety's given me that. I couldn't have got to that if I hadn't cleared out the way of lots of crap that that was putting in. You know, so mm. yeah, well, yeah. you can't you can't feel anything real if you're Dumbing, yeah, and numbing, numbing and definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose we've come to the end. We've run over a little bit, but if you're, um, uh, you know, struggling and immediately concerned about your drinking, you can obviously um, contact your GP. Uh, so Bristers has an Ask the Doctor service, which is confidential. Um, and if you're in the UK, Alcohol Concern have a lot of good. Um, information on their website about agencies of local support for you um, and have a great week we well, hopefully we'll see you next week for more chat and in the meantime yeah look after yourself stay safe have a good week bye